This week on the Hot Mess Teacher Express, we are talking all about phone policies in class. They're different everywhere. Spirit weeks in America and in the UK. And also shouting out those amazing underdogs, the bus drivers and transportation people in our school system. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. Please stay tuned. you hot messes. Welcome to the Hot Mess Teacher Express. No, I'm not Jess. I'm Vinny, okay, Mr. Thomas English. I am the Brit on this show and I'm here with my co-host, Jess. Introduce yourself, Jess. Hi, my name is Jess Smith, teacher tales of Miss Smith, if you might know me. And uh, yeah, you should be following me and all that I do because I think I'm amazing. I hated every second of (laughs) Need to bring that energy into your socials. (laughs) Shall we? Yeah, come on. I'm aboard the hot mess teacher express and get this started once more. The clock is running and my plane is going to leave this station. Okay, (laughs) well then... This week, hot take is when we take a topic that is kind of controversial uh, and it might be different for everyone. And we give our honest, uncensored, unfiltered opinion on it. And today's hot take is phone policies in the classroom. Ooh. I feel like phones in elementary schools have become even worse since the pandemic as well. And you were you teaching pre-pandemic or during the pandemic as well? Pre and... And during. And during and post. <laughs> so All of it. The, all of it. The crap sandwich. Um, <laughs> like, and how old were your students? They were fifth graders. How old, well, I, I did third grade and then I moved up to fifth grade. So, oh, how old are they? Yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> uh, fifth graders are uh, 10, 11. Yeah. Do they have phones? I don't. Some of them did. I would Some imagine. Some of them yeah. did. Um, and a lot of times it was just like an iPod or an did iPod. They bring touch their like or... iPads in with them as well sometimes. No, I never saw an oh. iPad. Never saw an iPad. But like, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't anything that I really had to deal with. But you know, again, my husband teaching in a high school. Yeah, and a I lot feel of people like... have different uh, different ways to do it. I feel like it's a middle school thing where it really, like, I know there's some elementary issues with it, but I think middle school is where it starts because I feel like there's this transition between elementary, middle and high school. And it's like, I feel like a lot of parents even do it where middle school is where they test it out and they're like, right, I'm going to give you a phone because you're middle school, you're yeah. growing up. Or high, if not by high school, that's when they're like, I'm giving you a phone because usually high school is a little bit further away than the elementary school and they need to check in on them on the bus, all of that stuff. Yeah. So I feel like by high school, they have phones. Yeah. So the high school teachers are the ones that are like, oh yeah, everyone in my class has a phone. It's right. rare if they don't. Right. Um, my personal policy used to be, as long as it's not distracting... And as long as I'm not openly seeing it and you're not being adamantly disrespectful to me or anyone else with it, I don't really care. 
um, my like whole policy as a teacher was as long as you don't do something so obvious that if someone walked in, I would look like I have no control over this class. Yeah. I don't necessarily mind. I'm not going to nitpick the small things. But if you're literally in the middle of my class doing a TikTok dance as I'm trying to go over Romeo and Juliet, then we're going to have an issue. If you're going to make a TikTok, at least let me go get a costume for this. <laughs> <laughs> you are not going viral before me. Sit down. <laughs> Well, and like, I think the phone policy, did you have them put them anywhere or could they keep them on uh, their desks? This is the thing that like, I don't know what it's like in elementary, but like some high school is just wild because there's not like, and I get it that it's like, you know, we're in America, land of the free. Everyone's free to have their own perception of what they want in their classroom. But it's like in England, there would be one policy for the entire school. Everyone would follow it. Okay. Whereas in America, it's very much like, no, we want each teacher to have their own creative control. And with that, it's like, yeah, but you have students with six different teachers all with different policies. Yeah. And you wonder why they don't know how to behave in every single class right. or why they're not following expectations because it, it doesn't have logic to them because they're like, well, why am I allowed to eat in this class? Not in that class. Why am I allowed phones out in that one? But if I have to put in phone jow in fifth period and fourth period, but not on sixth, it, and it's this whole thing. Like, yeah. And I would see like there would be teachers that had phone jow, uh, phone jows where they would get those like shoe covers <laughs> yeah. and be like, right, put your phone in, phone number 16, that's yours. Yeah. And I was just like, it just, to me was just so tedious. I was like, I do not have the time because as soon as you say, give me the phone, then you have the, oh, well, I I'm, I'm on the phone to my mom. Oh, well, if you take it away, my mom and my dad's going to come here and they're going to like kick off and all this. And I'm just like, I have not got the time or energy. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I wouldn't have the time or energy for is these, is the students that are filming their teachers, yeah. like uh, antagonizing them to get a reaction and filming them. Like, that's where I'm like, yeah, put your phone in phone jail. Because I feel like the control freak in me would just want their phones to be away. Like, why do we need your phones right now? And like, we're in a class. Let's let's have some person-to-person -person interaction rather than through a screen. You guys all complained about when we had to do school through a screen, but here you are on yeah. your phone. So I, yeah, I just, I, the control freak in me would be like, no phones anywhere near the teaching area. One of my personal favorite stories was I um, once had a student that was on their phone openly texting in class. I was like, I've already spoken to them. So I was like, give me the phone. They're like, well, I'm texting my mom. I'm texting my mom. Because they're always texting their mom. Um, all, and of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, their mom is their favorite person in their contact. So literally, I took their phone. Because they like clicked on their mom as well to be like, look, I'm texting my mom. So I took their phone. And then I texted their mom saying, really sorry, I've just had my phone taken away from me. And then put it on my desk. And there's like text messages coming through. Like the mom's ringing and everything. Because the mom is going livid that they've had their phone confiscated from them. <laughs> and then I gave them the phone at the end of the day that is such and, a good oh i love and that and they literally were like yeah they came in the next day and they were like yeah my mom like yelled at me for having my phone out in class and i was like well i did what you said i text your mom for you there you go <laughs> save me an email i'm a secretary now too <laughs> you're welcome my whole thing with phones is it's just like you know it's the elephant in the room like especially in a high school they all have them and i think it's that thing of like the more that you forbid something and the more you say don't you uh, dare yeah. do this and like especially when it's something that they're so intertwined with that they're dependent on at this point it's, it's just not going to work. I would rather be like, you know what? If you need to quickly check here between here and there, that's fine. But if I'm actively giving you the lesson and you're ignoring me or you're not taking any information in because you're too busy on your phone or it's a consistent issue, right. that's when I'll do something about it. But right. I'm like, to me, it's like 
I give you respect to be able to like quickly check you here and there, but I expect that respect back that you're not going to then use and abuse that. So your phone policy is just be smart. Yeah, just be smart. Okay. My phone policy is put it away. Your phone policy is like you don't even have them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. This, that's that's my classroom. <laughs> We have American versus British schools. This is the part of the show where we go over the different countries' impacts on education and how they implement policies. So this week, our topic is Spirit Weeks. Woo! I love Spirit Weeks. Is that surprising anyone? No, it's not. I I loved I loved getting like dressed up and like having kind of the monotony of the week broken up. It was also usually the week where we were allowed to wear whatever we wanted. Like mm-hmm. as long as we did some sort of form to go along with with the with the day. Twin day? Absolutely. We're wearing we're wearing jeans. Comfy comfy. Like just all the time. I love Spirit Week. It's the American in you. Like we get to wear jeans. No, this is the best day. I am like I am the cli- I am the walking teacher cliche of like, can we wear jeans? Can we wear jeans? So versus in England, I'm like there may have been a random Spirit Day here or there, but a whole week dedicated to people. You know, oh on Mondays we're coming out. Oh, it's Mouth Mondays, and everyone needs to dress like a rat. Um, <laughs> It's like, it just wouldn't fly. Or like, you know, like band tea Tuesday. Like in England, people would be like, I don't have a band tea. Like, why would you wear that? Yeah. Like, it, like, it's just not, I feel like here, like, I think it's land of the t-shirt. Like Americans have t-shirts for absolutely everything. everything. Like, like literally you say to an American, oh yeah, do you want to volunteer? You get a free t-shirt. It's like, yes. <laughs> Inst- like, <laughs> I have never owned as many t-shirts t-shirt. for events. As I have since I moved to America. Because, like, Americans love making an event T-shirt. It's like an ornament to show that they were at a place is having a T-shirt to say they were there. Yeah. If you didn't get it, the post on your Instagram, then don't worry. I have a T-shirt to prove that I was there as well. With that, it's like, yeah, a lot of the themes, it's like... You know, like people in England don't just have random costumes that they put out. Like Halloween has slowly become more of a thing, but it's not as much of a common occurrence. Yeah. People just have costumes all the time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I feel like, especially with how our schools are run, it's like you have things to get through and do that if someone came in dressed as Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast in the middle of your lesson. You would love that. Stop it. It, it would be me. I am right. Mrs. Potts. <laughs> You wouldn't be able to, like, it would be so hard to get on with the lesson, like, because... No, I, yeah, no. And we have, like, regular assessments and stuff, so it's like the whole week would be, like, a no-go. So, from my experience, it's always been that they'll have an occasional non-uniform day, because we have uniform anyway, where you have to usually pay a pound. (laughs) Which goes to charity to do the non-uniform, and even then the uniform has policies of, like, (laughs) oh, well, no hoodies, because, you know, if you wear a hoodie, like, oh, no, like, it's, it's a whole weird thing. Um, so... It would have policies like that, or you'd have like World Book Day, which you dress up as a character from a book, but it's usually very much that all the teachers are like, all right, this is such a rare occurrence because it's World Book Day, we're going to do a fun lesson today. Like we're not doing anything serious. But yeah, a whole week just would not fly. I feel like the more that we do these segments, the more I'm like, the British are just like no nonsense people. Like, let's just. I also no, just I'm, think. Do not waste my time with it, your frivolous. Th- this activities. is quite like a controversy. <laughs> 
this is a controversial statement, but I will say uh, the reason why spirit weeks and this whole school spirit and this whole we have to dress up, we have to do this, it's smoke and mirrors, which I think is America in a nutshell. It's always rather than addressing the issues and the problems, it's how can we do something to make us look better or how can we divert attention to something else? And it's like, oh, so we're not paying attention to the fact that the students are disengaged because they all came in dressed as like different cartoon characters on Tuesday and they were already engaged. So our school's amazing. And that's what I noticed. It's all about like who got the best test scores, not who has the students that actually enjoy being there. And it's never like, oh, well, you know, which school is actually doing things to implement and help people within their current like area. It's always, oh, well, this school, you know, had a fun run and, you know, we raised this money by going off topic for this whole day. And it's all smoke and mirrors of what looks the best in the press instead of actually addressing the fact that, oh, yeah, well, you were in the press for having this amazing spirit week. But what about the fact that you lost 10 teachers last week? That's what a lot of it is. Yeah. It's like rather than addressing the actual issues, it's like, right, how can we put a Band-Aid on this and move on? Right. And I think that's what I see a lot of within the American education system is it is a lot of it is like I, I saw it firsthand. Oh, the staff's going through like a low period where like people are threatening to quit. People are walking out. Oh, I know. Why don't we do a staff spirit week where it's an underground spirit week where all the staff dress up in funky jeans and stuff like that and the students don't know about it. It's so wild. I mean, it's like, well, maybe you should just give the teachers a raise or, you know, maybe like give them a free prep or do something that would actually combat the right. issues they're telling you. Right. But instead you're putting a band-aid on it and being like well let's just add some glitter to the crap pile and just say that it's all good now to me i i love a spirit week because i love a costume yes but you i do. do think like i don't like what i believe the spirit week actually represents yeah. which is the fact that it is diverting attention away from what actually needs yeah help and assistance within the schools all right so america wait <laughs> This week, this is when we are given two topics and we rate them. Is it hot this week in education or not? And the first thing that we'll go over is uh, getting the jeans all week or all month email. Oh, man. I You know how I feel about this. For me, I don't understand why... American educators hold on to a jeans pass like it is the holy grail, especially admin. I'm like, give me a sweatpants pass. Because jeans to me are no more equally or less comfortable <laughs> than the trousers or chino pants that I'm forced to wear as a male teacher anyway. If anything, the jeans are more restrictive. I would rather have a sweatpants. I don't know that it's about the jeans per se. I think it's just about like... Yeah, it was casual. Like, just come on in and have some fun. That's to me what jeans represent. Like, jeans were always like a Friday thing. Friday is an amazing day because we're going into the weekend. So it wasn't necessarily that I got to wear jeans. It was the fact that it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So for me, hot. I love. I love 
wearing jeans. I'm and like the mood that the jeans represent in a school. I would say for this, but I think it's hot. But I discovered a hack, and many people know this. If you go to Target, there are sweatpants. I know there are men's ones, and I think there are women's ones as well. Um, where literally there are sweatpants that are in the same design as professional trousers or pants. Sorry, I'll turn British for a moment. <laughs> Yeah, there are like sweatpants and I wear them all the time. Like when I went back to England this um, winter, I was wearing my like professional sweatpants and my friends were like, cool, look at you wearing like the smart trousers just out and about. And I was like, mate, these are like jogging bombs. These are sweatpants. And they're like, there ain't no way. So yeah, I'm like, find hacks that disguise the fact that you are dressed casual instead of focusing on a jeans pass that gets given to you like a gold bit of candy. All right. Hot, hot, hot for me. I love jeans. Uh, next is uh, students putting the whole email in the subject line. <laughs> this is not any of my fifth graders. You know who you are who did this to me. Fifth graders did not know how to write an email. I went out on maternity leave, right? And my fifth graders legit would write me an entire email in the subject line. It doesn't get better. I had it freshmen, doesn't? freshmen, ninth graders do the exact same thing. And it's, I, I think it's like a little bit of laziness that they're just like, let's do And then I think sometimes it's also that I know this is going to annoy them. So I'm going to do this anyway, which is always really fun. Or they're just too lazy to click on the, the actual email part. It, it's when you see it and the subject line is, help me, I'm locked out of my account. Can you please help me access my Schoology? <laughs> And you're just like, no, <laughs> this is a tech desk issue, not me. That's how you get your email deleted really fast. My my like one up of this, though, is I had one student and I don't know if they're going to know who they are based on this, but they had it where there was a weird, I don't know if they hacked the system or something, but their name, rather than coming up an email, their name every time would just appear as hello. Like it would say email from hello and you would go onto it and it would literally be <laughs> hello and then you'd have to click on it and it would finally say their email like within, within it. And every time I was like, why am I getting emails from someone called hello? hello. Like constantly thinking that it's spam and just being ready to delete it and seeing that it was one of my students. No, that poor student was like, you're <laughs> never getting back to me. I'm locked out of my Chromebook for since like August. And then the next year, my friend Sharon's like, who is this hello that keeps emailing me? <laughs> it's like, let me tell you the backstory. Hello, got Sharon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, not. It's a not. It's a no. Don't. Just click on the body of the email to send the email. Grind the gears. This is the part of the show where for 30 seconds, we just rant about whatever we want because we have a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us more than others. Am I right, Jess? <laughs> I'm fine, I promise. As usual, if you do have anything that's grinding your own gears, feel free to have a little rant to yourself, to your partner, to your friends, to your admin. Even have an imaginary rant to your friends in the car that aren't actually there. I'm talking about your imaginary friends. I know I have plenty of them. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Jess, your grind the gears section this week is people who don't know the difference between there, there, and there. <coughs> If you do not know the difference between there, there, and there, you have a problem. My fifth graders 
knew the difference between there, there, and there. There, T-H-E-I-R, is a possessive. T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E is called a contraction. They are. And T-H-E-R-E is a place. Okay, here is literally in the spelling of that there. So please just learn the difference. It's not that hard. It doesn't take a lot of effort to learn that because a child can do it. Vinny, your grind your gears is very niche to what you do. People who hang on to clout, like the people who go viral once, never again, but hang on to that one time. And go. We understand that you've had one video that went viral, aka 10,000 views. I don't know about your sense of virality, but I'm like, that's a drop in the pan for some of us. I would personally just like to say, you know, you had the one video and, you know, you had some promise there. You gained five followers. Well done for you. But please, you need to continue to grow. You need to flourish. Stop bringing it back to us. No one cares anymore. We've moved on. And if you do 16 videos by the 16th one, if it's starting to drop, you need to understand the trajectory. It's on the outer. Maybe you should move on because everyone else has and we're currently waiting for you to approach it. It's that thing where to be a creator means that you have to be creative. And part of creativity is learning to grow and create new things. And understanding what people want, too. <laughs> the last section, last stop on the Hummus Teacher Express today is underdogs. Uh, the underdogs in education are usually people who don't get a lot of attention or praise for what they do every single day. Um, and this week, we are talking about bus drivers and those that drive transports f to get our precious little angels into that school building. For me, I remember hearing horror stories about what happened on the bus in the morning when my kids would come into school. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, thank the Lord that I am not on a, like, I'm not driving a bus because what they do to drive to a giant vehicle with screaming children? No, that you could not pay me a million dollars to do that. So thank you to you guys for what you do every single school day in bad weather and good weather to get, to get those kids to school because they're crazy. And, but I just have them in a classroom in a contained classroom that doesn't move. And I feel like as well with this, like I was watching, I, I don't know why I ended up on um, school bus driver talk this week. Oh. TikTok, and um, it was so interesting hearing like behind the scenes things like there are bus drivers that have to pick students up early before drop off. And they literally pick the students up and they have like the students for like an hour on the bus before they drop them off at the school. I oh didn't know this. Was, I don't know if this is like a common thing, but yeah, I saw that. And then there's like certain duties as well that goes with them. And just like the hours that they perform, because it's like they have to do certain routes and everything. And I'm just like, I feel like a lot of people like just have a very single narrow view of like, oh, school bus drivers, they get up, they drive the bus here, pick them up, drop them off, done. Yeah. And it's like, that's not the case. Like most of them drive multiple routes. They have to do additional stuff. They also have to sign up to do additional trips and things as well. Right. And not to mention, like, I could not drive a vehicle that size. And a lot of times they have to set up a, like, almost a 
classroom management system yeah. within that bus too to keep those and it's that thing where children but yeah i feel like bus drivers definitely deserve so much respect and more for all they do and they keep the kids safe to and from school absolutely and if you are a bus driver or work in transportation especially for schools just know that we are appreciative of you and all that you do thank you and please please obey the school bus safety rules when that stop sign goes out on that school bus please stop don't be a jerk and go around them because the school bus is going too slow okay thank you that's my that's my psa for today (laughs) so that brings us to the end of today's episode of the hot mess teacher express we hope you had the most amazing time listening streaming watching this and we hope to see you again next week thank you so much for tuning in choo choo